What's up, guys? Corey here with another episode of E4 Explosive Podcast, and today we have Rob Carlin from the Washington Capitals. NBC Sports, NBC Washington. Sports Washington. Yes, make sure not you get just, that right. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. That's where I get my checks from. So, <laughs> <laughs> so not just the Caps. So you cover, because I see you go to Maryland games, you do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so I, I am employed by NBC Sports Washington. So since I've been there, I was on the Redskins beat. I've done Maryland. I've done oh, wow. almost everything. Yeah. Hosted a show with Brian Mitchell for a while. And but for the last throughout all of that, I was always covering the caps. That's what I was hired to do in 2012. Um, but only starting with the cup year was that the first year that they were like, everyone has their own beat. You stay on that. You do nothing else. So that's all I worried about was the caps from that point. There wasn't like bailing out in March to go cover a March madness. Sure. There wasn't anything else. It was all caps all the time. And as it turned out, it ended up being a pretty fun year. Yeah. To be your first full year where you're not having to split your focus on anything else. That's cool. I didn't know that. So yeah. Because yeah, I, I noticed you a lot more the cup year. Right. You know, so I again, knew, yeah. so when I first got hired, um, Al Koken hosted some, Jill Sorensen hosted yeah. some, I hosted some, um, and we just kind of shared the role. But that same year, I don't remember what happened, but – um, they ended up needing a Redskins reporter that year, and that was the year they drafted RG3. Yeah. So, so much attention and time was with the Redskins and Robert Griffin that I did a lot of Redskins for two years. So I was kind of bouncing back and forth. And again, I was always involved with the Caps. That's the funny thing is people are like, oh, you know, that's great that you were at the Caps. Like, I've been part of the Caps coverage uh, yeah, for yeah. like eight years, yeah. but really only – and that's the thing. Like people need to see you every night. Yes. To really to know who you associate are, associate yes. you with your team. So it, it's only been the last couple of years where it was just me and Alan, and we could work out a chemistry, and people can get to know us a little bit more. So yeah, these last couple of years have been awesome. Yeah, I know because I see you. I mean, they're giving you like I don't know if they did this before. Like I said, I didn't. I I knew you were there and who you were, but I didn't know that you were so involved with the Caps until recently. But when they gave you the when you interviewed Backstrom and Ovechkin, are they starting to give you like more like? Yeah. So that, so it was weird because Jill did that for so long, yeah. Sorensen. And then when she was let go, Tarek El-Bashir became like our reporter and he was doing a lot of that stuff. I was the host of the game. So again, I would do something else, pop in for a game, do something else, pop in for a game. And that's why like, I don't think people associated me because I wasn't day to day. Yeah. And then Tarek left, and so th I, I think it was after we had Chuck Gormley for a while as our insider, and he did a lot of those things. And it was only when they, we really kind of, we stopped doing news, so there was no nightly news. We weren't covering every sport, yeah. And we were just hyper focused on Capitals, Wizards, and Redskins. We kind of dropped everything else, and yeah. that's when they were like, "Rob, you're in the Caps that's pod," is yeah. what they call it. Rob, you're the Caps pod. Chris Miller. You're nothing but wizards. You know, there's no nightly news that you have to anchor the six and the ten. So, yeah, that was when Tarek left. I became the Caps guy. So all these sit-downs, all the yeah, yeah. podcasts, all that became mine. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's why you now are like, oh, okay, yeah. he's the Caps he's guy. He's the Caps guy. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and it's been fun because, you know, is now – the last couple of years we've been doing our shows from the arena yeah. and you walk around the arena and now you start realizing again. So I grew up on long Island. I was a huge Islanders fan. And to me as a fan growing up, Jiggs McDonald and Eddie Westfall and Stan Fischler were the guys that did the broadcast. The broadcast yeah. And to me that was, they were as much a part of my nightly experience as 
Mike Bossy and Brian Trottier and Bobby Nystrom. Yeah. It was all just part of my night. Yep. And now as I walk around the arena and people say, yeah, oh, I love watching you and Alan and so on, blah, blah. I go, that's so cool that I'm now a part of someone's experience with their team. Yes. And I, it means the world to me. A funny story is a couple of years ago, I was getting off a plane. I think we were going to a game in Tampa. Uh, must have been a playoff game. Must have been the cup year. And I got off the plane and there was a kid probably 12 years old or so. And he, I'm walking off and getting off the plane and I see the kid waving. And I, I don't think he's waving at me. I've never seen the kid before <laughs> in my life. And I kind of looked back because it looked like he was locking eyes with me. And I look back and waves again. I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to wave at this kid. Like it's not so my he's kid. Like behind, some guy behind you like, hey. Right. Like his dad's <laughs> behind me. And I'm like, hey. Yeah. So I walk up and now he looks right at me and he's like, Rob Carlin, hey. And I was like, oh, hey, buddy, how are you? Oh, and shit. he's like, I watch you. I'm a huge Caps fan. And, you know, my dad bought me tickets to a game. It, he said, you pick a road game. And he tells us this whole story. Yeah. He's like, I'm here with my mom. So we take a picture. And um, so we're walking away. And his mom kind of grabs him close. And you know, like when yeah, you're yeah. proud. And you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, you're so job. happy. Yeah, 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 you're so happy. And I'm walking behind them. And I, I walked up there and I tapped her. And I was like, if you think... He's happier than I am right now. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah, that awesome. was so cool for me because awesome. I was that kid. Yeah, definitely. You know, like yeah, yeah. where you just love everything about yeah. your team. That's so awesome. the fact that I'm now a part of people's experience blows me away, and I appreciate it like you would not believe. Yeah, no, you're definitely that, – that's spot on. Like, because when we watch Caps games, it's definitely like – I look forward to the intermissions. I'm just like, all right, like Robin, Robin Allen are just going to fucking crush it. And just like, you guys give so much good insight and you recap the game so well. And Allen obviously his knowledge is insane. Beyond. Yeah. It's you know, and then your, your, your chemistry with him is like, I they couldn't have put a, a perfect two together. Honestly. It, I, I, I do appreciate that. And it's funny cause we were just talking, uh, our producer this year is this guy, Jason Murphy. And he's always kind of worked with us. We had, <clears throat> excuse me, we had a guy, Ryan Billy, who now produces the game broadcast. Mm -hmm. And Ryan was awesome, fun to work with, great guy. He moved on. So Murph came in. So he's always, he used to cut a lot of the videos. Yeah. So he had to learn what Alan's looking for. So yeah. that way, like, he could present it and say, here's what I cut. And Alan's like, this is great. Sure. Just figure that out. So Murph was just talking about the other day about how he's learned from sitting with me and Alan watching the games how to watch hockey and uh, how to kind of see the little, the back check, the whatever yeah. that he knows that is going to be important to Alan. And I, he was, he was telling someone, one of our photographers, and I said, Alan can watch the game like a coach, like a former player, like a general manager and break it all down. I obviously don't watch the games sure. like that, but I know how to, take what he's talking about and make it TV presentable. Yeah, so so it'll be in a fun it. way yes. that I can participate. Because yep. I don't want to be a hockey, quote-unquote, expert. I mean, yep. I'm a hockey expert in that I talk to the players. I'm more of a reporter. But I take what Alan is just kind of barking out. Yeah, literally, yeah. Yeah, like it's just, you know, he, his brain is always <laughs> going. So I'm just trying to like, hey, Murph, we need to do this, this, and this to present it the way that fans at home could be like, oh, cool. And, and, and it also the way that I could then participate. Yeah. So like if I, if I understand what he's talking about with the power play, now I can figure out how I could approach it as sort of the fan slash reporter yes. to make, to challenge him even. And sometimes, you know, he'll say something and he says it so fast and so 
definitively and matter of factly, I sometimes have to be like, Whoa. wait, so <laughs> what you mean is to kind of like, yes. so that way yes. Yes. you try and flush out that everyone can understand. So I appreciate that you, that, that you think we have great chemistry oh and that's God. extremely important to us. Cause we, and for the most part, we're just two guys that like each other. Yeah. We like talking about hockey. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad it comes across. No, that way. And you guys are like, like aside from like your professionalism and your job, like you guys are just like good dudes. Like you're just good people. <laughs> like, like, I don't know if you remember this, but um, game one of the Hurricanes game after we won, me and my buddy came down and you guys were doing your broadcast outside. Right. And like I ran on to the, the set and I like took a selfie with you guys. Brent, was it Brent Johnson? Yeah. Johnny was there. Yeah, with he us, yeah. was there and everything. And I was like. It was a complete shit show on my end, but it was like, <laughs> but how cool all you guys were. Like, you guys were like, they were counting down, and I was like, in front of you guys, Allie, I man. do remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. Yes. yes. I, was like, it, I was like a little bit like, all right, yeah. we're like four seconds <laughs> yeah, out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got off quick, you know, because I kind of understand how that stuff goes, but like, you guys could have been total douchebags and been like, get this fucking guy out of here. But you guys are so cool taking selfies, laughing. Alan May was like, come back on. I'm like, what You know what it is? Like, I I think that Alan feels the same way I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he appreciates that people um, appreciate what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think he, as a former player, but just as a guy, knows what that means to someone. So I don't think he ever... Um, takes it for granted or will be like, ah, dude's a pain in the ass. Yeah, he's dude, jumping yeah. up here. Like we're trying to do a job. <laughs> like, I just think he's like, that's going to mean something to that guy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Definitely. it's going to be something that he'll show his buddies. Like, Literally. Hey, look at this. How yeah. cool was this? Like, so I think that, um, you know, we always try and remember that. Plus a lot of those times when we were out on F street during that cup run was crazy being in Vegas we got bombarded with fans, yeah. you know, and sometimes that stuff just leaks on air. Yeah. And, and Alan and I both always know that that usually makes for pretty funny TV. <laughs> yeah, you know does. what I mean? So, like, yeah. if something happens where, like, fans are going nuts. Like, when, they, when we were out on F Street and they start chanting his name. Yeah. I, it's Alan insane. eats that shit. He loves up. it. Dude. He yeah. loves it. So, I'm going to play into that. Yeah. Like, so we know that anything that happens could potentially just make for good fun yeah. TV. Yeah, no, you're right. And um, yeah, so we we try and have a blast with all that stuff. No, you guys do such a good job with that because I see so many other times where like reporters and stuff like that, like you said, they just it's a job, so it's like they're not as like it seems like as passionate when it comes to their fan base and stuff like that. And you well, guys, are just, you know what it is? I think most most some are not passionate. Sure. Some it's a job. I think um, Alan and I have a uh, we're loose. For you know sure. what I mean? Yeah, so like definitely. there's. That's a good word. I, and, and it comes with experience of doing this for a long time that I hear what my producer's telling me. Yeah. I know they're counting down. I also know how long it's going to take for you to snap a <laughs> selfie, which is like a second yeah. and a half. <laughs> so like, and sometimes they are like, dude, you got to get that guy off the set. You got to get this. Set. And I'm like, he'll be off the set. Yeah, like, yeah. I've done this. I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I know he's going to do it. We have three seconds for our bump back. We have yep. a video of 12 se- Like, I know in my head, because I also was a producer when I first started in oh, the cool. business. So I know in your head, you just kind of know how sure. long things take. So, you know, I just think that, like, Alan and I are both like, A, it's important. B, we got it. And C, if it if we end up back on camera and this dude's taking a selfie, we'll have fun with <laughs> yeah. that, too. Like, it, like it's all going to be fine. Win, win. Yeah. It's a win-win-win. So. Good to know. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But that's... that's right. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Don't start <laughs> bum-rushing us that every time you, you see said it. that. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'm just going to put a sign no. up with your picture <laughs> yeah. on it. That's like, awesome. Do not let this Don't dude let this guy on the set. <laughs> nah, I won't do that again. But um, 
So take me back, take me back to Long Island, man, because you know you're from Long Island. I was telling Rocco before uh, we started, I was like, you know, he's from Long Island, and I know you have to be if you're on the island. You're either a Rangers or Islanders fan, but if you're an Islanders fan, you're like a die-hard Islanders fan. So how does that happen when you see the Islanders at uh, Capital One, yeah, and you're like, I don't know, I know, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but you know what I mean? Like how? Like tell, take me back so, to Long Island. So I'll so. The being a fan again, I was eight when they won their first of four straight Stanley Cups. Yeah. I remember watching it with my sister and running outside when Bobby <laughs> Nystrom scored. That's cool. Yeah, it's seven eleven of overtime on May twenty fourth, nineteen eighty. You know, like that's <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. Like it, those numbers, those dates, that time will never you know leave my mind. Um, and then watching four straight cups and just being like, well, this is the greatest sport ever. My team wins every single yeah, year. Yeah, like, yeah. how do you not love this? You know, That's like, nice. this is the best sport ever. Yeah. Uh, and then they went to a fifth straight cup. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I, I, you're right. I was just a diehard Islanders fan. And I always tell the story. My, um, my uncle, which is to say the married guy that my aunt was dating, yeah. which was an odd thing. Yeah. But he was, like, part of our family, even though he had a whole other family. <laughs> but he had Islanders season tickets, and he knew – one of the um, ushers, so or security guards rather. So he would like get me into the locker room area, Sick. yeah, after games, and I'd get Dude. I'd get to meet players. Like, and I remember one time Clark Gillies, who was you know one of the toughest guys in the yeah. league, and he's huge. And I'm like, you're like this. I'm like ten, yeah, I'm like yeah. ten years old, right? And this guy, we're standing in the in the uh, hallway, and Gillies comes walking out of like the shower area in nothing but a towel and he's just chiseled yeah, ripped, and yeah. rip. And this guy whips out a hundred dollar bill, which to a 10 year old is like a million dollars. Yeah. No, that's like, yeah. Right. Like, I've yeah. never seen a yeah, hundred dollar bill. Yeah. Right. And he's like, I'll give you a hundred dollars if you pull his towel off right now. And I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I, I, I know yeah. I know that's a lot of money, yeah. but I'll never get to spend it because it'll <laughs> kill me. So like even at 10 years old, I was like, mm, yeah. risk ain't worth the reward no, here. No. Yeah. But, like, so I used to go down and meet those guys. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, so, like, it, it was just always a part of my life. I went to games all the time. I grew up literally 15, 20 minutes away from the, the Coliseum. Coliseum. Yeah. So I used to go all the time. Um, and then, you know, as, as I grew older and I started in this business and you're traveling and I worked in Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm focused on SEC football. So I didn't follow as closely for a number of years just because I was focused yeah. on other things. And then I got a job hosting the Islanders pre and post game, just what I do now yeah. for MSG Network. So that was awesome. And that I got dream. to see, right, it's a dream. Um, although a, a, a mentor of mine once said, like, be careful when you work for your childhood favorite team because when you peel back the onion, You're like, sometimes it stinks. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they, they, were, they were bad years when John Tavares was first drafted and they were not very good teams. No. But um, so, you know, I got to do that and it was awesome. Then I got this gig. And early on, Alan would give me shit constantly. I was going to say, he's got to kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the, the first time they played, the Caps played the Islanders, I wore a blue and orange striped tie. On, Ooh, on camera? homage to my team. Okay. Like, I thought no one would even realize it. No one knew yeah, I was right. from there. Well, no one knew I was from there. I was oh, still okay. new. Right. So, it was, like, my own quiet little right. homage to my team. <laughs> and... uh uh we literally come on camera and I'm like, hey, welcome. I don't, I don't even remember what the show was called at that point. I was like, welcome to, you know, Caps pregame live. 
you know, Rob Carlin, Alan May, and he goes, hey, nice tie. And I was like, oh, are you serious? <laughs> and like, like, no one knows at home what that was about, but yeah. he just like a little subtle shot yeah. at me. And um, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but over the years, um, I, now when the Caps play the Islanders, I honestly, I don't even realize it's the Islanders. I'm so focused on what the Caps are doing. That's I'm cool. so focused on, you know, again, are their breakouts effective? Is the power play working? Why, you know, why was there another breakdown in front that led to a goal? Like, I don't even realize it's the Islanders. Yeah. When the Islanders are playing another team, I'm, I'm paying attention. It's my childhood favorite team. I want them to do well. And, and, and someone always, you know, inevitably someone will ask me, well, what if the Islanders play the Caps in the playoffs? Yeah. It's win-win for me. Yeah. I, I want the Caps to win because everything's better in my life if the Caps are doing well. The, the Stanley Cup run was the most fun I've ever had in yeah. anything I've ever done in this profession. But if the Islanders beat them, well, that's cool. Like, my childhood favorite yeah. team is, yeah. is, you know, like, you do – there are points where you separate fandom and your professionalism, sure. and it's always a balance. Um, and, you know, I, I think that I, I would love to see the Islanders win a Stanley Cup one day. I'd love to see Obi win three more before he retires. You know, like, I, it would, I would love all of those things. That's so, awesome. Um, I'm able to sort of strike that balance. But it, it is funny because five years ago when I watched an Islanders-Caps game professionally, I was always like, come on, come on guys. Yeah, come on, Islanders. <laughs> really? Now I don't even realize that wow. I don't even realize they're playing them. Like, I look at my, oh, geez, right. They're playing the Islanders tonight. Wow. So, yeah, because I'm just, this is... Yeah, I sort of adopt the Caps. As, that's my team, and it's what my focus is. So That's yeah. so interesting. I feel yeah. like I could never He's do pumping that. Pumping his fist back. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, we transitioned to another one. That's crazy. That's so – I feel like I could never do that. Switch allegiances? Never. Like. So it, it, it's weird. As you go through this field, this business – Wherever you end up working, you're covering the guys, you're getting to know them, That's you're true. speaking. So I worked in Birmingham. I became a huge Auburn football fan. I covered them all the time. I was there every week talking with the players. Wow. And this was – are you a Redskins fan? No, I'm a Packers no. fan. Oh, okay. So, but, but you're a football fan. Yeah, of course. So this yeah. was Jason Campbell was the quarterback. Oh, Carnell wow. Williams yeah, was yeah. drafted in the first round. Sick. Ronnie Brown who was stacked. drafted in the first yeah. – they, yeah. they were the last – SEC team that went undefeated that didn't even play for a national championship. Yeah. That was the year Oklahoma and USC played for. They went 12-0. and 0. I think they beat Virginia Tech in the Sugar Bowl. Didn't get a sniff of the national yeah. championship. That would never happen in the SEC now. <laughs> but so, you know, you just sort of where you are, you get attached to the teams you're covering. And you, you're really more so rooting for the people. Yeah. You're rooting for the people that you – like, I root for Ovi. Ovi's – Ovi has – been the proud face of this franchise oh, forever. Took all the slings and arrows for years and just has never said no to anything. You know, like he is, he, he does all the, everything that's asked of him, Obi does. And he doesn't have to. No. He has earned the spot to be like, no. Yeah. And he still goes out and does all the stuff. And, I, Nick Baxter's one of the nicest superstars I've ever met. In my, really? TJ Oshie could not. Oh, my not, God. Everyone loves TJ Oshie. That Oshi. guy. Like, he's literally the guy that, like, dudes want to hang out with, girls want to be with. He's <laughs> And then he goes out, like, he, did you see the videos during the summer when he played at the um, the the big golf tournament where, you know, all the the Accenture match play or whatever? No, I didn't see that. So he, he's playing in that tournament. So he's got this sweet golf swing. Yeah. And they set up a basket by the first tee so guys would come up and shoot a basket. And Oshi knocks down a pure jumper, 
puts his glove on, smacks the ball down the middle of the fair. I was like, is there anything yeah, this you can't do? Yeah. Thing I can't do. <laughs> He's so smooth. He's so smooth. He's so smooth. So like you know, like I just root for these guys. You, you get to know them a little bit. You you root for them. You defend them when everyone's killing Tom Wilson. I'm like, well, it, he's a student of the game. The yeah. dude loves hockey. And so you really root for the people. And, um, and then when you leave, um, those teams have either, as Alan says, gotten in your blood and you're always going to stay with them, or there's always a special place for them. Do I root for Auburn like I used to? No. No, yeah. But I pay attention. Sure. I know what's going on with Auburn, whereas I would never yeah. have – chosen Auburn yeah but once you kind of gets in your blood and you know what's going on so I think for the rest of my life the Caps will have a special place in my oh, in my sure. world but you just you can't be a fan the way you you once were yeah that makes um, sense though yeah. Yeah. yeah so you know now having said that I, I would never take a job in Raleigh North Carolina because I could never ever <laughs> cover Duke like oh, I'm a Maryland oh, no. guy <laughs> I could never cover Dude, Duke no. yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, and man. like if if MSG Network called back and said, well, double your salary to come back home to New York where your family is, but we want you to host the Rangers. Mm, I don't know that I can do that. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't know that I can do that. <laughs> I'm still amazing. a little immature and fanboy in me like, oh, I'll have to think. Let me get back to you on that one. So there are some teams like I just my childhood hatred <laughs> grows too deep. That's great. But, uh, yeah, so it's – Oh, man, I'm glad yeah. we got that on tape. <laughs> That's amazing. So if I ever see you at MSG – Right, don't, please don't play that back. <laughs> Interview a, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. an exec in MSG. Don't play that. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, man. Like since we're talking about the, the guys, I, I like to talk about them a little bit more mm -hmm. because the, uh, the I follow all of them obviously on social media, and like when they won the cup, I mean they just pure like joy and relief and just like oh my god, finally you know. And it's like, what's it like? You know, I mean Ovi, hands down, probably the best goal scorer of all time. Agreed. Even if he doesn't get to 894, it's, you know. Agreed. St still. So, like, what's it like kind of working, going from Long Island, even, you know, you had Tavares, I'm sure. Right. He, he was, at the beginning of his he career, was, was pretty good. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, now you Nothing's got, like this. This is insane, I right? mean, this is, this is, so, the year I covered Robert Griffin, that first year, yeah. was unlike anything I've ever seen in my career. Because it was such a phenomenon, right, where he just shot up he was the number one selling jersey in football he was a quarterback yeah. like Killing. you you can't get bigger in the u.s than to be the number the most one quarterback yeah. quarterback yeah. right true but as far as you know absolute legendary one of the greatest all-time players that you don't get to do that often right you know so the fact that um we're getting, I always say, honored and lucky to help tell his story on a nightly basis. That love that. Yeah, like we just like sometimes like Alan will start laughing because I'll rattle off the numbers and his place in history and the people he's passing. He's like, "Are we going to do this every night?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, like, we are." Because every night he he does something else incredible, yeah. and um, and what's what's amazing too is he just sort of takes it all in stride. Like when we're like, what does it mean? Is it amazing to be in the company of, you know, Mike Bossy and Wayne Gretzky and that's the whole list. He's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, nice. it's really nice. It's really cool. Like, but to him, like he's just marching along and um, you know, when, when he went that stretch earlier this season, where what was it? 14 goals yes. in seven games, whatever yeah. it was, is went off. he just shot past, 
you know, it was he like, passed, like every night he was passing someone. Hall of Famers, yeah. like every like yeah. like five of the greatest players ever. Ever, yeah. he just <laughs> shot right past yeah. all of them in yeah. like two weeks. Yeah. So that was so cool. That was so cool, you know. And you just like, wow, this is really. And then that's why this, you know, I understand it's we're doing the right thing. They're pausing the league. You have to make sure everyone's safe. And but these games, if he loses them, now you start doing the math of like some lost games. Sure. Because for a while now. I've almost been saying it, it's starting to feel like more inevitable than a question. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. Gretzky. Yeah, yeah. Like, you yeah. just start doing the math. Yeah. Unless his fall off the cliff becomes so swift that I just don't see it that way. No. I go, I, I don't know, if he averages 40 for the next two seasons, which is not crazy, no. you're, you're within 100 goals. Yeah, and then he only has to average like 33 a year yep. for three years. Yeah, like, that's what me and him talk about all the time. Right, so you start doing the math and you go, holy shit, if he gets that, like, can you imagine what the run-up to Gretzky is going to be like? Oh, my God, dude. And it, so, yeah, like, you just don't get to – you don't get to cover a guy like this yeah. often in your career. And, um, you know, the fact that he got to win that cup validated everything. 100%. You know, like, now there's just no questions about his place in the hockey world. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really cool – to get to cover a guy like this. No, it's, it's even when he walks by me, I'm like, huh? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, that's Ovi. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no, I so, can only imagine, man. That's yeah. the um, what's crazy is like all those guys. Whenever they come, I mean, he's been to DC. He's been here forever. And he's only played for two teams. But like, anytime we get someone that comes to DC, they like literally do not want to leave. Like, it's yeah. so. I actually. So, side note, I'm gonna take you back real quick. I okay. used to work at the Verizon. When it was the Verizon Center, okay, uh, I was a bartender at the Green Turtle. Okay, and I mean, like Leonsis would come in there, like the players would come in there. We had the um, the the Wizards on our lower bar had like the curtain where they would practice their gym. Sure. So like we would always see the players. And my dream, and the reason why I got into video and film was to be a cam op for the Caps. Oh really? Obviously never happened. So uh, I was like, this is like the next best thing. I could be in the building, so I was always watching games and always watching them tear up the ice and stuff. But then like seeing the players was like, whether it was the basketball, hockey, but like seeing Ovechkin, seeing Backstrom and stuff like that was insane. I actually lived in Carlson and Osner's building in Arlington when they first came up from oh, Hershey, really? which was cool. But like these guys like love DC. Like they love the, the people. That's why I felt like when they were partying in the streets and in the fountains and like it was like, the, I don't know, it just felt like okay, like it was like. Well, you can't have a better backdrop. No, right? In Washington, DC. No, like dude. there's so many iconic places yeah and um yeah i think that i think this you know most of these guys you got to remember like um they don't get many choices in their career of where they can go so you know if you end up in a city that just doesn't have much to offer and i'm not going to call out any course, city yeah, but yeah, like no. it, you know yeah, like there are just yeah. some cities don't and quite frankly like i look i grew up on long island and it wasn't until i was working with the islanders when you realize when you fly into a city, right? Because these guys are kind of in and out. Maybe you get an off day. True. But you land, you go to the team hotel, and then you figure out what to do that's close to the hotel. Then you play the game and you, you get out of the city, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're judging your where would I want to sign one day type of brain, you're, you're basing it off of kind of that and word of mouth from sure. the, the guys in the league. And it wasn't until I was literally traveling with the Islanders and realizing how that thought process goes, I went, oh, wait. 
they're going to fly into some small airport in Long Island, go stay at the Marriott next to the Coliseum. There's nothing to do nothing. here. And then play in a dump of an arena. Well, no wonder no one ever yeah. comes here. Yeah, there's now it there. Now it dawns on me why the Islanders, now they're a bad organization and poorly run, but also there was nothing to offer. Like, unless you get to live there and realize the beaches and you're close to the city. But you're coming to D.C. Yeah, you fly in, you're like, holy oh, shit. Holy shit, yeah. this is Washington, <laughs> D.C. There's a lot to do. There's yeah. tons of places to go out. There's yeah. great restaurants. The arena's packed. It's an awesome atmosphere. All they do is win. And you go, okay, now I get why this is an attraction. That makes so much sense. Yeah, and it, it does start to make sense. And then, then also, certainly in the OV generation, and you know, not to knock some of the teams earlier, because those teams want a ton of regular season games, and quite frankly, probably should have, if not for the Penguins, won a cup or two. Sure. Right, where they, if they'd gotten past the Penguins, I would have bet, anything that they would have won the cup. Yeah. But um, – Oh, my God, yeah. Right, right. They yeah. were the next best team. For like sure. I, they would have – and I, I get – anyone could say, well, it's easy to say that. I'm telling you they would have won the cup. For sure. They're just the Penguins are in front of them. Yep. So um, – but the culture of winning that's been established that even those teams had, but since they won the cup, you come into this this room and you are just – boom, you're in it. Like you're – Carl Hagelin, all the wars they fought against Dude. him with the Rangers and the Penguins, right? There's reason for him to be like, this freaking guy is in yeah. the team now? Yeah. Nope. Right in. Yep. Right in. And he every, fits. He fits. And yeah. every guy that comes in here realizes that the reason why they win is because they have a culture yeah. of winning and acceptance and there's not clicks. Some of those earlier teams that lost, there were clicks. Yeah, you could definitely tell. And, and, like, you, yeah. and, and I feel like it played out on the ice. Sure. It, it, when, when it really got tough. Game sevens, why did they lose badly? I, I feel like they weren't all kind of yeah. pulling on the same rope. Yes. This team isn't – and I, I don't know if you ever heard the story, but to me, this sort of encapsulates what the culture is. The year – I think it was the cup year when they had the uh, their emergency backup goalie in Winnipeg suited up. Yeah. I forget what happened. So one of the guys got sick, so they had to call in the emergency backup. Now, he didn't get to play, but he did suit up yeah. in Winnipeg. And we did a podcast with him afterwards. It was such a cool story That's to see cool, him yeah, on yeah. that, right? So I, he called in, and he said he gets the call. And he's a, basically a beer league goalie, right? Yeah. He's like an assistant coach at a school up in Winnipeg for the women's team up there. But he's, in essence, a beer league goalie. Yeah. And he said he, he gets the call. He's like, holy shit, I'm going to go suit up for the Caps tonight. And he gets all his stuff, right? And he has to talk his way in. He's like, I swear, I'm the yeah, emergency backup goalie, right? <laughs> So they, he lets him in, and he's kind of like – he cool. said he was walking by some of the guys playing soccer in the hallway. And oh, wow. Kind of just didn't really say hello because he didn't know them. And he said he rounds the corner to get to the, uh, to get to the dressing room, and first guy standing out there, Ovi. Next guy, Kuzi. And he said Ovi put his hand out and said, hey, I'm Alex. Nice to meet you. And the guy's like, yeah. What? I, I know who you are. <laughs> yeah, like I, I know you're Ovi. But he's like – First guy, Kuzi was the next guy. They walked me in the room. He said in his, his, his stall was the first one by the door to leave. So, you know, as soon as you walk in, it's right there. You're leaving. He said the team's taking the ice for pregame warm-ups. He said every guy I walked by hit me on the pads and said, let's go, let's go, let's go. And he's like, at that point, I felt like I was part of the team. He's like, I'm a Caps fan now forever. Wow. And, and that's the culture that the Caps have now, where you walk in, you're part of it, let's do this. I don't care if you're – 32 and fat and out of shape and just coming in to help us for a night. 
That's you're part of it. And and that like to me, I was like, that's, that's cool. why. That's, that's why tight. they win. Yeah. That's and awesome. That, and that, and that's what you feel when you when you go to cover the team. Yeah. Like you walk in, there's there's just guys are gonna talk. They're good dudes. There, it's just a great culture around yeah. there. No, and and I think it's also it's easy to be like that too when you have when you do win too because it's sure. it's hard to be you know friendly to the media and talk to all the fans when you are losing and this and that. But that comes with a lot of hard work and the camaraderie and everything that, that we've and there had. And there's always going to be, uh, you know, Matt Niskanen was the guy that took all the bullets for the, you know, for the cup year. And they played bad games. Locker room open. There he was. Yep. He was willing to answer and he was willing to be honest and he was willing to say yeah. it's not good enough. We're not good enough right now. I have to be better. Everyone has to be better. Um, and there are guys that are not going to be easy to deal with. Brooks Orpik was not easy to deal with. <laughs> Super nice guy. Yeah. Couldn't be any more professional. Just didn't like really dealing with the media. Yeah. And that's fine. Some guys were jerks. That's fine yeah, too. Whatever. Like you understand what it is. Sure. And, um, but again, it's a, it's a culture and a feeling in the room. There's always going to be a good guy and a bad guy. A guy sure. who's going to answer questions. A guy who won't. Um, and you know, Ovi and Baxter have earned the fact that they don't have to answer questions every night. Yeah. They've done it for so long. Yeah. But Tom Wilson will, oh, and yeah. Lars Eller will now. Like guys, understand their place and their role, and that's that's part of what they do there now. That's pretty cool. What's your what's your like standout moment? Like, what was your like like I don't know. What was your like little giddy schoolgirl moment? Uh, with the Caps, just in your career, honestly. I mean, like, I, I mean, working with the Islanders was probably pretty cool. But like, it, it was cool. Um, it was a weird gig because I was. <laughs> Living in Baltimore, I only did the road games. What? So, yeah, so I only did the road games. So I drive up, get on the team plane, fly with them, come back from the road trip, drive back to Baltimore. My wife was pregnant with twins at the time, so I was oh commuting God. back and forth. I'd stay with my parents when I went up there. So it was a weird gig, and Damn. the team was terrible, and <laughs> it was hard to deal with yeah. the people that worked with the team. Not The players are great. Um, so it was a weird experience. I mean, the cup was – as again, that was the highlight of my career. Sure. I've never been a part of something that much fun. Again, that I was part of people's experience. Yeah. Um, so to see how important that was to people, for Alan to cry with his kids when the game ended. Wow. It, it's important, right? And it's equally as important for me. Wow. You know, like and to see that and to see grown men hugging and crying in this in the in the stands. You know, like that was, and then to go on the coverage for two hours and watching Koken uh, and Grant and Johnny and all those guys back in D.C. on F Street and the party that just Dude. sort of erupted on it. Were you guys? We went to the, yeah. We F Street? Went, I wasn't living in North Carolina at the time. I happened to be up in D.C. for fil for film work. So I stayed the entire time and I we, we caught every uh, away game. Oh, out. it was. Dude. Because, you know, it was insane. Insane. And what was awesome about it was it, it happened organically. It really did. They it wasn't like they were that. planned anything. No. It's like fans showed up and they're like, oh, well, maybe we should show the <laughs> game outside. Like, <laughs> it was so sick. We've got 10,000 fans outside our arena. Literally. And then like every game, more and more fans. Yep. So then like, obviously, Alan and I wanted to be in Vegas, which obviously. we were, and it was incredible. But at some point in our post-game coverage, so we did all the interviews on the ice. We saw them raise the cup. And we just stayed on air forever. And at some point, the story became more about what was happening on F Street yeah, yeah. and in D.C. Because yes. they're kind of emptying the ice behind us. And Al and I were like, dude, that is nuts. It was nuts, dude. Like, nuts. Look how much fun this is there. It was incredible. When we, we had Because he brings his little mini cup everywhere and stuff. So, like, I got videos that I still watch sometimes. It's just like, 
insane. It insane. was you could feel the, feel the freaking ground shaking. Oh, I'm when sure. We would score when we won. It was just. I'm I'm only looking at my phone right no, now because I want to see if I could find a picture. I'd have to go. I never know how to work this thing. <laughs> photos, <laughs> album, years. Okay, here we go. So let me go back. It was 2018. Yes. So let me see if I could find this is I'm, this is great for a podcast. I realize as I'm going through my he's phone looking through his slowly. phone slowly. Yeah. Yes, but we got the video part too. Yeah, we so. got the video. So, yeah. Okay, so I'm trying to find February June. It's pictures of grown men crying. So this is <laughs> this is my. I just want to show you this if I can find the right video. Um, sorry. No, dude. It it. I walk. Oh, is this it? No. Dang it. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, wow. Did I delete the video? No. So anyhow, what? so we're on camera for, well, here's a picture of Alan crying with that's, his kids. Wow, that's sick. Alan and his kids. He was literally in tears with his kids. And again, he's getting to share this with his kids, with it, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, that's a whole nother level. Oh, so here it is. I got down to the ice. What? I got next to Ovi. Let's go. As he lifts the cup. And oh, my God. I'll put it by the mic so you can hear. That was Ovi screaming like a guttural Dude. scream as he. So we're on the air forever, right? At some point, Alan just bails out because he's like, "I'm going down to the ice." So we'd been on, now granted, like 45 minutes sure. or so, and they go back to coverage in DC. I look at him and Backstrom just Bro. talking about like going back into the locker room, and it's still. And I think I have one more here. He, um, he's. He's getting all the guys off the ice. Now, this is like an hour after they've won the cup. They've really? been on the ice. They've been celebrating. So he's waiting to take And I'm just like, at some point I told my producer, I was like, can I please go down to the <laughs> ice? The coverage is in D.C. now. He's like, I need you in case. Yeah. I was like, I'll be back yeah, in five no. minutes. Great, my friend's calling now. But um, I was like, I'll, I'll be back. So I ran down. I happened to catch Ovi. Um, with the cup, and you know, and I got that moment, and that's I honestly amazing. think like he noticed me come around, and that's why he did like that one last that pick last the cup off that you heard, um, dude. So then he's walking off the ice. All right, my friend, stop calling now. And he's got he's called over all his teammates, and the, the mute button up top. The mute button. Go back. Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm an idiot. I'm an old man. This is <laughs> this is proof that I'm just an old man. So he gets to. He's, getting, he's making sure every teammate is off the ice, right? He, he's saying, everybody, everybody. And look, look at all the people just waiting and watching. He walks through this throng of people, right? And he gets right up to the end. I'll fast forward. Turns around, kisses the cup. And he goes, thank you, Vegas. Wow. And he walks into the locker room. Now the real party's about oh, to Oh, no, they go, yeah. Yeah, so That's it was so just such cool. a cool moment of like, wow. wow, this is really happening. The Caps just won the cup. Dude. And yeah, when he... Mwah, Thank you, Vegas. And it was just like, that's so wow. cool. Like, no, obviously we didn't know that because they're there. I mean, we're in the streets going fucking crazy. Right. But like, like the broadcast is back in D.C. You don't get to see stuff like that. Right. Or so and then like I said to Ryan Billy, I was just like, dude, you got to let me. Because Alan, again, Alan went He's down. Like, See Alan's like, peace out. I got to go. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm like, can I please go? I'm talking, you know, in my, in my eye being like, come on, dude, let me go down. He's like, I need you in case the shot goes down in D.C. I was like. What? Seriously? Yeah, come really? on. Really? You think something? So he was like, You got to be back in like five minutes. I was like, Seven. I'll be back in seven <laughs> minutes. And I just sprinted down, caught those last two That's shots. That's so cool, man. And it was just like, Yeah, it was, it was there. And that, that party went deep into the night in Bro, Vegas. It went to deep into 
like like Two a weeks. month. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it was like every because I have a lot of friends in DC that are bartenders, so they're going to like uh, was it Don Julio or uh, some bar that they yeah, didn't yeah, come yeah. to. And they were just like going, ev- they went everywhere. I they know. did, and you obviously were at the parade. I was at the parade. Yeah, we broadcast the parade. Yeah, we drove up for the. Parade. That was insane. And the funny thing is, uh, we we ended up uh, going out after the parade. Oh really? And uh, so we were. Alan had, um, Alan had a keg up where we were. He had his own. We had our own private keg. So someone did a keg stand at some point. Yep. Next thing you know, the, with the players, you're with the no, players. no, 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 no. Oh. The players went separate. We oh. were just it was like me, Alan, all our crew, That's and cool. just tons of fans. That's the place cool. was packed, and so we start doing keg stands, and now people are coming <laughs> over. Like, am I next? So we're just hoisting up people, right? What? I didn't realize, but ESPN nine eight. Well, I knew they were broadcasting right next to us. Those guys were on the air. I didn't realize they were literally doing play-by-play of us doing keg stands. So we're just lifting people up, just seeing things. how long people could drink for. Now it's a competition. Oh, my and God. And is, it is pure insanity. Horn guys blowing the horn. Goat, <laughs> they're all, like, doing the cheers. Dude. We are. I mean, like, people are literally lined up to come and do keg stands. That's so amazing. So I did that for a while. Like I was there for a good long time. And finally, I was like, I got to drive back to Annapolis. So <laughs> I got to you know, sober, sober up, up a little bit. <laughs> get, so now Get's I got to walk back. To my car, and I see people in the street, and they're like, "Hey, man, I heard you doing keg stands." I was like, "What do you mean you heard me doing keg?" They're like, they're broadcasting on 980. I was like, "Oh, for dear God, like <laughs> that can't be good." That's amazing. And then Ryan Billy, the, our producer, calls at some point, and he's like, "Hey, uh, where are you?" I was like, "I'm just leaving DC." Why? He's like, "So uh, your wife called, and she was wondering where you are, oh and." Uh, I heard uh, they were doing broadcasts of you doing keg stands. I couldn't didn't know what to tell her. <laughs> I was like, okay, if they're broadcasting it, clearly that's where Everyone I was. Knows. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, he's like, it's my boy. Yeah, he's like, I just want to make sure. Yeah. Right? I want to make sure what that's story amazing. you're telling. Him. But yeah, it was, um, it was, it was a lot of fun. That that whole experience was so much fun, dude. Just incredible amounts of fun. And I, and I again, because I live here and yeah. I'm not close, so I didn't go to the fountain. I wasn't sort of in that experience, but just the, like everywhere I went, everyone wanted to hear the stories. Oh, everyone yeah. wanted to see the pictures. Like it was wild. Well, they were partying almost at like random almost. Like it right. was like every day ESPN was like throwing up the some caps videos. are here yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Right. Jeez, they changed the rules, didn't they? Of like what they can't do with the cup or something because of the caps. Yeah. Like I think that, yeah, I think they were like, yeah, you don't get the party as hard as, yeah. Well, I, which is look, awesome. Like, th- from the stories of the old Oilers that Alan's told me, like, that cup is still alive. <laughs> that cup is still That's alive. So it just cool. wasn't on social media back. There's no social yeah. media. Of course, yeah. But, yeah, that, that cup is, you know, the whole thing, you know, the old adage of if that cup could talk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. Can that, fly on the wall? Yeah, be... there's some stories with that thing. That's so. Wow. Yeah, so I just want to talk a little bit about, like, you know, you, you actually you work for the network and stuff like that, but, you know, there's no season. So like, this is, I think obviously it's unprecedented where like March madness is canceled. Like major league seasons are postponed. So what happened? Like, how did you get a text? Did you get a call? Like what, how did that work out? Uh, You know, I think we all experienced it together when the NBA announced they were shutting down their season, which is so weird because there were NBA games on. on. Yeah. That video of, Mark Cuban, like, seeing on his phone, yeah, like, like, that's crazy. Out. So, clearly, their commissioner just did it. Yeah. There was not a conference call. There was no, no like, hey, we need to – boom. He just pulled the trigger as soon as they heard Gobert tested yep. positive. And, like, I think, you know, most sports fans 
all lived it on Twitter together because it was like that happened. The Tom Hanks announcement yeah. happened. Trump's giving a, a speech. Like at this all time, happened like yeah. at the same time. Yeah, it was weird. And then you were like, the NBA just shut down. Right, is every sport going to shut down? Yeah. And you were like, well, of course. You can't have, have one to. sport yeah, exactly. shut down. And, um, and then you just start doing like the weird math in your head. Um, you know, so Gobert and the Jazz played in Detroit mm-hmm. on whatever, like, Saturday. The Red Wings played there two days later. Now the Red Wings are here getting ready to play the Caps the next day. I'm like, is that safe? Yeah, is that And like- then when you look back, the Jazz played in the Garden, Madison Square Garden, last Wednesday. The Caps literally showed up. The, the Jazz leave on Wednesday night, whatever time, midnight-ish. Mm-hmm. The Caps crew, the trainers that get the locker room together, showed up within an hour or two later oh, wow. and start putting in the dressing room together because the Caps play there the next day. So oh, now you're going like, I don't know if this thing, how airborne this thing yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Like no dangerous. one knows anything. Yeah. So, you know, I don't mind that the NHL took their time. Yeah. Like every other sport had announced and everyone's freaking out on social media. Why isn't the NHL pulled the plug? There's a lot of moving parts. Oh, what are, sure. where, are we going to finish the season? Can we secure buildings? Can we sc- secure buildings into July if need be? Like, I think they tried to get a couple of things in order, and I think they realized you can't get anything in order because no one knows no anything one knows right anything now. What's right. going to happen? So, um, so we got we got you know. So again, as of Thursday morning, uh, this all happened on Wednesday night. Yep. As of Thursday morning, not only are the Caps still scheduled to play. They've announced that they're going to have a crowd. So there wasn't even like the, well, we're going to play it in front of oh, an empty wow. arena. Yeah. So then we thought, uh, is this, they're going to have to play in front of an empty arena, right? Yeah. Like, they can't play in front of a crowd. And then, um, then it became the, are we going to be in the arena? Are we not going to be in the arena? How, you know, minimizing risk. Sure. And then just sort of like, as, then you hear that morning skates were all canceled. And we're like, they're not going to play this game now. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. And then the announcement finally came at whatever, 1.30 or so, when the, the news leaked out. The NHL, yeah. And now we're like everyone else. Our bosses are just like, let's minimize risk. Everyone work from home. Uh, you know, do what you can, when you can. We're not going to be doing shows. And when we figure this out, yeah. we'll let everyone know. So we're just like everyone else. We're just waiting to hear something and the caps are doing the same like there's no there's no informal gatherings there's no informal skates or practices no meetings no they're nothing, nothing. they're wow. home with their families until further notice Damn. and that's i think you know i think that's what everyone globally is being encouraged oh, to do sure, so yeah. it's not just like well what do you mean they're not skating this is a global yeah thing this now. is a little bit more than hockey or you know or right. sports and stuff right yeah. so i think we're all just waiting to see what's going to happen. And, and you know, hearing um, Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, last night say, we're anticipating 30, 30 days. days. Yeah, that's all that. Like, Dude, 30 days. That's, that's Right, we're talking the end of April now. Like, so now it's, did they play? I doubt they're going to fig- find a place to, whatever, 13, 14, 15 games, whatever teams have left. Yep. And then... Then start a full playoff. Oh, yeah, that's like two months. Right. Yeah. So now it's so then I've heard people saying like maybe they play a couple of games, or they could even go to maybe like give the top four teams a bye, let the next teams play like either an aggregate two game like soccer or a best of three to see who Dude. advances on. Like there's a lot of they got to figure this out, and I think that what they 
What's been made clear, and this is through listening to NHL radio and listening to the, the national guys yeah. that are, it sounds like they want to raise a cup this year. Oh, so yeah. if they have to go to July, August, even September and push back next season, either eliminate games or just push it back. They'll deal with that next year, but they want to finish this year because we're 85% I mean, yeah, done. Literally, yeah, it's 15, 14, 13 games right. left. Some teams so have. I think they want to finish this. They want to have a Stanley Cup champion, and then they'll figure out next year. But again, it's securing buildings. It's, you know, concerts could be planned True. for July and August. That you know, so A lot more that goes into a it. A lot than just, more. I mean, this is a huge undertaking. For sure. Because the NBA has to do that at the same time. So you've got to be working in yep. together with them to secure buildings. So th- there's so many moving parts. Wow. And all of those moving parts are on hold until we know whether or not we're yeah. all safe. So nothing can even start until right. That comes if the out. NBA is thinking thirty days, then the NHL is probably yeah going to have to because again, no sports going to come back until all the sports are going to come exactly, back. Exactly, that's true. Yeah, I read, so. I read the the, um, the the I was a Batman said that they might just start the playoffs right like whenever it's okay and I'm like damn like all those teams that like were like on the cusp you know the Carolinas right. the Blue Jackets and right the Islanders yeah, like the they're Islanders. on the outside now yeah, I mean those yeah. you know and it's funny because we were we were joking as it turns out I think the, the Caps had the tiebreaker anyway yep but For the Flyers the, right yeah but the Dimitri Orloff goal off Rasmus Ristolainen's skate yeah ends up winning a division for them. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. that extra point yeah. got them clear of the Flyers. Again, they would have had the tie break. So, but you're like, wow, didn't realize at the time how big that Dimitri yeah. Orloff goal was right? to force yeah. overtime. And, and then get how a point. hot the Flyers were going. I mean, they couldn't have got hotter at a perfect time. Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of people now are asking, I did a, a, the, the sports blitz with uh, Grant and Danny mm-hmm. before I came here. And they were like, does this help the Caps maybe? Because That's they were so thinking. bad. Like, I was like, I don't know, maybe like <laughs> yeah. they just get a full reset now. Yeah, like, dude, everyone yeah. gets to decompress. And yep. so, you know, who knows? And that's uh, who knows how anyone's going to take this. Because, again, we're all waiting. There's yeah. going to be a hockey player almost assuredly. Going to have it. That's going to have it. For sure. Just statistically speaking, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. so that now it's like how does that affect that team? How does it, and as far as I know, the players are not getting tested yet. Really? So there's not. I don't. I don't believe there's mandatory testing yet. Wow. So, you know, the only time's going to tell with all this stuff. That's crazy. crazy. It's yeah. crazy. So you're just hanging out with your daughters and your wife at home because they got off school too. Well, yeah. So today, as we're recording this, is their final day before at least two weeks off. <laughs> and I was like, wait, this, there's no sports, and my kids are home all day. <laughs> Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. This just took a terrible turn. <laughs> I saw you got the the post you made last night with the whiskey. You're like, yeah, you got any yeah. more of that? Hit that, hit that Woodford, yeah, <laughs> pretty hard last night. And, and you know, there's only a little bit left in I the saw bottle. That, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it, I've had the bottle for a while. It wasn't okay. all last night. All right. But people like uh, people were hitting me up like, you better stock up, man. You could be. I was like, I've, I've got plenty. Don't yeah. worry. But I, I did hit the uh, the liquor store last night, and it was packed. Really. They're trying to kill the germs from the inside. I guess yeah. so. Or just dull the pain. Yeah. And then my buddies today here in Annapolis were like, don't even go to Giant. It it's is a shit show. Shit show. Yeah. They were like, if you want any essentials, don't bother. Really? They're all gone. Okay. And I was like, are we planning on being locked in our homes yeah, for like, like months? Yeah, apocalypse happening? Yeah, like yeah. what is happening here? But it's, it's crazy. That's insane. 
Well, thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. I'm Thanks not for having shake me. Shake your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just not <laughs> I'll do like uh, what was the House of Cards? House of Cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's I was ending the House of Cards movie. That's awesome. I love that show. By the way, <laughs> me too. But that's another episode for E4 Explicit Podcast. See you next time. <laughs>